Time of the week because it is death piles and taxes. A little warm in here. We got the door open, get the air conditioner growing, but it is a good day to be alive. Trying to get that airflow, that Xanda moving. Um, it's better than Christmas right now. I don't think you've, if you have you seen this. Well, it's right in front of me. I, don't, I, 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 really, I know. I, I know sometimes I'm a little slow, but I'm not that slow. Um, I got an order back from PSA. I got two orders back, in fact. So we uh, talk about all kinds of crazy fun stuff on the podcast, and uh, one of the things that you do is, is you buy your treasures, you buy your cards, you send them off to the company, and then it sends the value up, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 30 times more than what you paid for. It all depends on the day. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal and the dream. And so today is basically, I got back a lot of stuff. We're not going to go through everything, but I have not looked at the grades so if you're, if you're new to the show, um, like I said, this is Death Piles and Taxes. We talk about selling different things. We've both kind of got into the uh, card market, the sports card market. Derek hit a little niche that I'm going to let him tell you about first because it's very broad, and everyone here could do this. So, Derek, what did you get this week? Well, this week I was pleasantly uh, surprised to find a big, a big box. And you can tell if they're a PSA box is where we do, the majority of our grading comes from. Because uh, they're covered with hard tape that says uh, fragile, and uh, so you know one thing is your credit card just got hit, and you uh, either got something real good or real bad. So I had a bunch of tickets, and we've talked before in the past about doing tickets, and uh, there's episodes out there with our boys over at Boogers, and uh, and you know just just people collecting tickets and tickets. What kind of tickets? Well, you know I do all kinds of tickets. I uh, speeding tickets. Uh, um, smoking tickets, smoking. <laughs> coming back from health department tickets. Uh, anyway, I, I, you know, concert. I, I really like going to concerts, and I really like uh, kind of enjoy that. I like sports, so I try to do things I enjoy or collect. And um, uh, I'll just go through what I got back. Adam's gonna open up what he got. We're gonna try to make this entertaining and not just a uh, who begot who kind of kind of pod show. But I got a, a sugar bowl ticket from our Utah Utes when they went down and they beat uh, Alabama. A pretty good college football team. Barry Switzer got salty about that one, and that was back in uh, the year two thousand and nine. So it's been a little bit, but uh, twelve years ago. But uh, I believe I won some money on that game, and I, I should have went to that game. And our, our our good friend Brian Johnson performed well in that game. Um, our, our buddy Gunther just graduated, so he didn't get money that game. On that one. But anyways, uh, not a whole lot of these tickets were graded. I bought it on eBay. I, I got it, got it graded. Came back this beautiful card. Um, I got into Elvis Presley. Uh, you, can, you can watch me open all these on YouTube. I'm going to come up there. I did some unboxing when these came back. But Elvis, uh, the king of rock and roll. I've heard of him. Uh, I started buying some Elvis tickets, and now I go to see uh, they're a little more spendy than when I bought them. Yes. Not a whole lot of Elvis tickets out there, but there's there's ticket stubs. These were actually, I had two of them, and they were both uh, from 1977. He was supposed to have a big comeback. Elvis was coming back tour. Uh, I don't know if he had money problems or he was just trying to get back in shape. And uh, <laughs> you don't know if he had money problems. Well, you know the king. 
He was doing all right. Fat Elvis was a good guy. He was, a, you know, he, he might have had some opiate problems. We know that. He he died on the on, on the uh, on the throne and shooting TVs and eating peanut butter and banana sandwiches. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Elvis was the man. He was. not fool you. I think people, you know, we're we're so many years past it. He was the biggest thing in the world. He was the first big pop star of at least produced by America. Yeah. And he crossed over into movies. He crossed Everything. over. He went to the army. Everyone loved him. He, he went and fought for the country. Uh, the parents didn't like him wiggling and jiggling and doing the Elvis pelvis. Uh, started to respect him because he he went and fought for you know for the boys after the war. Anyways, he was gonna have this big comeback tour, and uh, turns out he died before it happened. So I got a couple of tickets from from those concerts that did not happen, uh, and one of them came back great as a nine, which is probably the highest grade I've ever seen on a ticket. So I was really excited about that. So I got two Elvis tickets, came back. Uh, kind of the same vein. If you grew up uh, about the same time that me and Adam did, there was a band called Nirvana. Which which came and uh, basically killed the uh, hair metal butt rock of the, the 80s and brought in the grunge. And uh, uh, let's just say, similar to Elvis, Kurt Cobain uh, didn't didn't live to as long as he uh, could have. Um, and the King had the same issues. They kind of had some of the same issues. Turns out some of these talented people kind of have the same issues. But uh, anyways, this is a concert ticket from a, a Nirvana show that was over in France. Oh, yeah. Was uh, it was a cool-looking ticket, and it was canceled. But uh, I got, like... I think two or three of those. Um, but this one, Ed, this is one of my favorite. I don't know if you remember this or not, but it's... Uh, oh, yeah, I, I was there. It was Merle Haggard. Me and Adam went. This was back in our in our wild young days. 2007, February 16th, Adam. I know where we both were. Have the ticket stub myself. I thought this one was for the personal collection. Me and Adam went out and saw Merle Haggard and Wendover. Oh, man. It was a good night. For those of you who don't know, if you if you don't know who Merle Haggard is, do yourself a favor, look it up. You might be new to the podcast. We're getting all kinds of people from all over the world. Uh, great country western singer. We, we pledge allegiance to the Hag around here. He is very. Um, yeah, he just calls it like it is, and uh, we appreciate it. And Derek and I went, and that was God, that was twelve. How many years ago? Fourteen years ago. Well, you're the math man. It was the year was two thousand seven. We were both young men, like. Derek probably had a full head of hair, and I, both of us were, like, teetering. I, I was far from the husky section at that time. I remember going into the concert with you, and we looked around, and there's people with walkers and oxygen. We were the youngest in there by a good decade. I don't think that there was anyone else that was, like, even thought of the 1980s when they were born. <laughs> like, but we had a good time. We would have been... Several people's grandchildren, potentially we, great grandchildren. If everyone that was there that night... There's probably uh, less than a third that are living. We'll, we will definitely probably outlive that whole crowd. Oh, yes. And, and we have uh, outlived the hag. And we had a phenomenal time. We had a great time. Um, er, Merle's passed. I'll probably put it up for sale for some crazy price, but it's a personal collection. I just like it. And there's probably better Merle Haggard tickets out there. But if somebody wants it... If somebody I'll wants enough, I'll give up my memory with uh, Adam and, and no, that day. I mean, if somebody juiced you and said, I'll give you a grand, would you take it? Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Uh, we create our own next PC collection. next one that came was uh, James Taylor performing with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir ticket. Now, this was only won by an auction. That's a unique Or a random. It was a lottery draw to uh, go watch this uh, performance. And uh, at the time, I had an aunt who was in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Oh. However, I wasn't able to get tickets that way. Uh, so I, I bought them off an auction site that wasn't eBay, and I resold a couple. Uh, I met somebody at the downtown at Salt Lake, and I sold them a couple tickets for an outrageous price for this free concert. And Hold I, on, it's a free concert? It's a free church concert that they brought in James Taylor. They paid James Taylor to come sing his songs with the choir and the orchestra playing with him. And I, 
I also recorded and bootlegged that concert. <laughs> I put it on YouTube. I got took down. I was told Mr. Taylor was not none too happy with me. And uh, they've since released it. Uh, you can buy this if you'd be too interested. But one of the things that it has, one, it's really unique. And there's a lot of people that are big James Taylor fans that uh, have no clue that this ever happened or existed. So it's a pretty rare thing. Um, the other thing is they, uh, I have the program and stuff with it. So I'm going to package it up with the program. And it's real nice, you know. And there's not, not a lot of the programs out there, not a lot of this ticket. So it was a unique item. And it came back. Um, I'm not saying the grades because it really doesn't matter on tickets yeah. really that much. So, but it's beautiful. It looks cool. And um, what else I have? It's a, some Johnny Cash tickets. Ooh. So I'm a big I, I'm a big Johnny Cash fan. Yes, you are. A fan of the Man in Black. And uh, these were going to be for the personal collection. But I got these for so dirt cheap. It was like from a Frontier Days concert at some fairgrounds in uh, West Virginia or somewhere like that. But anyways, I was able to get them for, for really cheap, and I got them graded. Um, didn't pay too much to have them graded. So some unique stuff. But Johnny Cash, you know, uh, no longer legend. with us, yeah. legend. And, I, you know, I'll sell them out there. And then I was able to get the uh, the Utah Utes uh, Fiesta Bowl um, ticket graded as well. Uh, as you can tell, if you've listened to this podcast at all, I'm being a Utah Utes fan. And that was the first uh, PCS Bowl. Urban Meyer had led him there. He's now coaching Jacksonville. He's won a few national championships. I tried to have them put Urban Meyer's first BCS game on the ticket. They did not do that on my little header, but I'll put it in the description. And uh, again, I will sell that. No, I mean I'd like it for the personal collection, but if you got the money, honey, I got the time. You can have that. I don't care. There, I mean, I know we've talked about this, but I don't think that there's anything really in my PC that I wouldn't sell. Maybe your firstborn. Uh, the price is right. You might. You might. I, I get you. Uh, no, you no. Any. 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 Any yeah, item. Any item. There's there's no item that I wouldn't sell. Well, I mean, you got like a big stack here, so how are we going to do this? I don't, know, I don't I know. I don't want to, you know, um, oh, man, I am so excited. Like, these are ones that, you know, I, I, I went kind of like my, uh, before I went with I, what I thought was going to be hot. I bought some Joe Burrows and, uh, you know, Justin well, wait, Herberts. Maybe, maybe let's pause. We'll go through them, then we can come back with the highlights. Yeah, that's that's and that way we're not doing because you got how many cards sitting one, here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times fifteen. Yeah, we got a lot of cards. So I mean, we're well over hundred cards. There's a, there's hundred here. Uh, I was just I mean even even reading off my seven or so uh, tickets, but I'm thinking this is like this is this it, is ten cards. It's, it's Christmas morning. You guys won't know the difference when you come back. Oh, we'll have the highlights of this. Maybe I'll, I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, yeah uh, and uh, I'll, I'll put it on the uh, Facebook. So, I'm so excited. Right now. So yeah, let's do that. Let's catch a quick break. Bring the magic of the uh, the internet, the uh, power of uh, time, and we'll tell you what uh, what was good out of the match. Well, D-Roy, the power of uh, time, I am happy, happy, happy. I think you did pretty good. You have a lot of wrestling stuff, so I, I, I will have my element. But. Not, not a lot of wrestles in this one, but... Uh, like I said, I, I kind of picked out some unique cards to uh, to our market. Um, I'm a big fan of selling some things local. I, I think that you know a lot. If you think something's pretty cool, um, I think that somebody else in your same area probably thinks pretty cool. If you live in Alabama, which I love, you're I'm not assuming anything about who you're married to. Derek does on, on occasion. Cousin or sister. But what I'm saying is you probably think if you could... Sometimes it's the same person, cousin, <laughs> sister. If you can find some Bear Bryant stuff or... But you win football. Nick Saban or, you know, any of these earlier, you know, it's like, wow. I found a, uh, 
and uh, Lavelle Edwards. He is the the legend of football in the state of Utah. Um, he coached forever, and a lot of times, you know, this is 1991. It is a card that deals with the uh, the. It's like a specialty card that deals with the hospitals. It's put on by the Orm Community uh, Hospital. It was a nonprofit hospital that had so much money. They thought, "What yes. can we do?" Well, let's make the kids are liking them sporting cards. Let's make one of the old coach. Yeah, so let's make one of the old ball coach. So I decided to get that graded because I think it's really cool. And they said, "I'm going to grade the old card of the old coach." And I'm the only one that's ever been graded. And I'm shocked. Got, I'm, I'm shocked. I've got two more that are coming back. Too. Well, then you'll you'll have the whole well, collection. Three. But what I'm saying you can go over there and trade it for wooden nickels and uh, sips of milk. What I'm saying is, I think it's really cool, and I think I can easily. I, I mean, I, I'm worth talking 100, 150, depends on the right person the right day. The right person the right day. And just because, like I said, there aren't any more, and I pay night very, very small. Uh, the, the good thing about this is, this is when we first got on the wagon, so a lot of these cards to be graded were. We're under a ten dollar bill. We're under a ten spot. And Adams, Adams looked at some of his highlight cards here. I am, and, I am uh, super tickled pink. He's already looked at a few comps and stuff, and there's some going for a few hundred dollars. There's several that are several hundred. There's one right now. Um, if you go, I don't even know if it's up because it got lost in translation. Uh, the Method Meetup. I, I got some really good cards, and I got a Drew Brees rookie numbered card that. Um, Came back as a nine. <clears throat> Looks really good. Right now, there's another one at auction for like five hundred and twenty-five dollars. So I feel pretty good about myself. Pretty, right now. pretty good. So Adam's got some uh, some listing to do, and uh, I'm pumped. I I'm super excited about the things I got back. To, but I will be. I don't know if it's always the the you feel good about what you have, but you you, you get like like envy. Man, you got some really cool tickets that I'd like to. Uh, well, maybe maybe we can make a couple trades right now. Al. Oh man, we, what what you after? <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know. I, I I've never really like. I'm, I mean, I'm into the collecting part of it, and I guess that's now what's different with this things that came back compared to everything else. There was never really everything else me to his dollars and signs, and now this stuff is like really cool to me. So it's like yeah, that's the fun part. I mean. Uh, even with the tickets, it's kind of weird if you think about it. It's, it's just a piece of paper or whatever, but uh, even with that Merle Haggard, there's memories attached. Oh, and you think of uh, when we were driving up to uh, to the vacation we talked about last week, uh, my wife was talking about, isn't it weird how sometimes you'll hear a song and it will just like take you to a certain Absolutely. band or whatever? I said, that's time travel. Time time travel does exist. You just have to give the right song and you're back to, you're 19 years old and you're on that floor to about to ask that girl to dance or... Or you're hanging out with your buddies doing probably stuff you shouldn't be doing or or whatever. But usually if you hear the right song at the right time, it takes your mind back to... It's a time travel. So yes. uh, with tickets, uh, a lot of times I like that because there's memories associated with, hey, I watched the Super Bowl with Dad. I was sitting here at the game. Uh, my first date was with whatever. We went to this movie. Or, you know, this was the concert. I grew up listening to this band. And so... Uh, Elvis, you know, Grandma got in trouble when she'd watch him on the Ed Sullivan, and she grew up letting me listen to him, whatever, you know. And so that's that's why I'm kind of drifting that way. There's there's not as much available, but it hasn't hit as hard yet. It's kind of one of those weird weird things. People collect certain things. Ahead of the curve by far, Derek is well ahead of it. You can buy up things right now that I think here in the next ten to twenty years are going to be hard pressed to find. And uh, I was doing Woodstock tickets, so who knows how long ago. I've got a few more, but I mean they're not fast movers. But when they do move, it's a good profit. So, 
Um, like I said, it, it's a, it's that timestamp. It's going back. One of these cards in here, it was you know just one of those cards. Um, it was the the nineteen the Super Bowl that the 49ers won fifty five to ten, and I had that card graded, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I remember exactly where I was at uh, at my uncle's house with my dad and his brother. We watched the game. I mean, I don't think it was but ten years old, maybe maybe nine. And just uh, yeah, it just brings back a lot of fun memories. So Pete from across the way came over and hung out with no, you a little bit. No. I he taught. He taught you how to no. place some money out on there, and <laughs> there was no phone calls made to the guy in New Jersey that did not happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. Yes, man, Adam. Well, maybe we take a little break and we come back and hit some more stuff. But that I, sounds good to me, buddy. I think you got some listing to do, and uh, probably some things that's going to be hard to list to do. I, I definitely agree with you. Hey guys, it's uh, D. Roy Everett and. Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. <laughs> we know you're listening. Like I said, we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, it's just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Helps listeners. the algorithms. People can help find us out, and it really does help. So if you can go to Apple iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a – you don't even have to write a review. Just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it, and keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Adam, our friends over at Cellhound have outdone themselves. They're giving the Death Piles and Taxes listeners an opportunity of a lifetime. They're, they're going to help us make some money, get rid of that death pile, get your items listed because you can't sell out of an empty wagon. Man, so all you got, kill that death pile. When you go over to Cellhound, use promo code, capital letters, Death Piles 25 to save 25% off of their service. And, and get out there and start making some money. Derek, why have you never listened to it? I don't know why you haven't. Well, I, I, I make so many podcasts that to listen to some others sometimes is just I don't have the time. Um, you, you gave me a couple ideas while we were talking on the break. I, I, I've got to figure out how to sell this stuff now so I can get more money so we can go back to uh, see Merle Haggard again. If you can take me back to see Merle Haggard again, but no, when I pulled out that ticket, I'd kind of forgotten. You know, and you can see me unboxing. And here's the thing. If you go over to YouTube and watch uh, our videos... Uh, shout out to Buddy Pelican who wrote some comments. Uh, write some comments in there. It helps with the algorithm. It's kind of like when you give us a review over here, give us a thumbs up, whatever. But uh, I haven't quite found myself there. So here I can come on. I, I can talk to Adam. I'm kind of more free and loose. Over there, I seem to be a little more serious and uptight because I don't know what I'm opening. And then I'm just like trying to process what I'm saying or doing. So if you want a different side D-Roy right now over on the, our Death Piles and Taxes uh YouTube page. You know what we'll need to do is we'll need to just do a quick recording on this here after we're done. Yeah, maybe we can do that and we'll Go throw it on there. A little more in-depth on this. No, we'll, we'll do that. We've got some fun stuff. But we do got some stuff. Man, we, I don't know. This is this is kind of a... It's like the treasure hunt within the treasure hunt. That's kind of how this whole journey started is we like to buy stuff and sell stuff. And um, Derek, he's been into the cards for quite a while. He, he basically sh he, he showed me the way. I'm trying to make other people wealthy. Um you know, back then, he said, hey, I got some stuff. Can I just give it to you and you can, you know, take care of it? And he did, and then he finally cut me off. And well, I had you and Painter, and I said, you guys got enough to do it yourself. Like, you, it, it's yeah. just, it makes more sense at that point. You had the wings, and I let you fly out of the nest. And you, you did. And there's no way, because here's the thing. The list all that would have took some time to, to put it up to sell it, but 
Uh, a lot of people say, well, the market's going to dry up or you're cutting your own source or whatever. Adam had, how many cards here did we figure? Oh, here, over 100. There's going to be 120. And, and there's some cool cards, and there's some cards I would have loved to have, but there's no way I could have went out and purchased all these cards myself no. anyways. Yeah. And so to be able to share the wealth and to have somebody like Adam, and we have our boy Painter who comes on occasionally doing this, and, you know, there's other people around, but to have good experiences. I had an experience where I won a Donovan Mitchell uh, card the other day, his rookie card, 99-cent auction. I sniped it up for 99 cents. Uh, looking today, the guy's charging $16 for shipping for one card. Oh, boy. So I sent a message, and I said, uh, $16 to ship uh, one, one card? And he's like, yep. Uh, okay. And uh, then I saw some of his other listings, and he had some other listings. We had multiple cards for a lot cheaper. I said, well, you're, you're shipping other cards, like five or seven for $9 or whatever. He's like, well, that's the way it is, basically. And he's like, you can, you can cancel or you can uh, move along if you want. Uh -huh. I said, nope, I'm buying. Purchase. And I, I mean, I don't like to go into this, but I will leave a review with my... Because uh, the card itself is worth the $17. Yeah. But I was just like... You know, good. I want people to have experiences where they go to Adam and they buy the Donovan Mitchell from Adam, and it might be three hundred dollars because it's a graded ten, but it's going to arrive properly packaged. It's going to have a nice little smiley note on it. The person's going to think they had a good experience. Yep. He might even get free shipping. You never know. Yes. But it's not going to be nineteen dollars for a, for a two ounce item, and uh, and that's that's why I think uh, with the podcast and stuff, when we share what we're doing, what we're listening, what we're selling, and people if they get into it, they like cards, cool. They Maybe they try cards and it's not for them, but they like sell motors or they like sell books or, or whatever. I just like that there's good sellers out there. The Internet's not going anywhere. There's more buyers coming per second. The pandemic drove. I mean, we thought Christmas and fourth quarters used to be big. Uh, with Corona and everything that went on, online selling just, just skyrocketed. Yeah. To the point where the post office and, and USPS and UPS were having troubles keeping up with packages. And it's still going strong. But, you know, there's a difference when you open up something from somebody that has a nice little note, hey, thanks for buying from me, versus, you know, feeling like you kind of got worked over a little bit. So I want good people out selling. I want people in the community, you know, I, I want to build something. I just don't want to be a guy collecting, you know, $10 a card and it's a factory, and I don't want them getting in on it because, you know, sure, there's some things that we keep to ourselves, but uh, spread it out. Let, yeah. let, let people, let the market come in. And the more people like, hey, that's cool. I remember cards. They start selling. They start buying. You kind of fund your own community that way. Yeah, you you you, you get what you put in, and and that's kind of the way it is with everything. It it, it is. It's with everything you do in life, and and uh, I don't. We just enjoy it. Like I've had a ton of fun just opening that up, and then like I said, same thing. Forgetting what I had in there, I'll take these home and take them to uh, let my kids kind of see through them, and and. Uh, kind of enjoy the old stuff. and I mean, I've got some Pete Roses in there, your buddy Josue Canseco, and uh, just, the, these are, a lot of these cards were from my own personal collection when I was a kid, and uh, I know you're not going to, this is going to be hard for you to believe, but I've got uh, two of, they call them the, the good little good little ball player there in uh, Kansas City, Pat Mahomes. I got a couple Pat Mahomes cards in there. Can you, can you believe that? That was, that was Pat Sr. Oh, oh, Pat, what? That was, uh, that was that was this dad. Yeah, I, I found some uh, Patrick Mahomes senior cards when he pitched for the Minnesota Twins back in whatever it was the nineties, and 
I'm like, that's cool. And I set off to get graded, and uh, sure enough, I'm the only one that have done it so yeah, far. You never know. Maybe uh, little Pat Jr. might want a card of his dad graded. I think I'm going to send him a little tweet tweet and see if I can get him to uh, uh, look at it. Uh, yeah, retweet. There's, there's worse things that can happen. I could probably get Eric Bischoff to say something about it. We're pretty tight now. I, I don't have any, um, I, oh, but I am waiting on that gold board card. I'm, man, I'm telling you what, there's just so many weird things that, that make money um, that you don't even really think about it. And this is like, I mean, I've made money now from Derek just giving me an idea. Derek said, I sell cards. I'm like, shut up. And then I saw how much money he made. And I'm like, I'm going to do that too. I sell cards now myself. <laughs> and then I started doing it. And then friend of the program, Brian, started doing it. And now he, he'll send me a picture. He sold like some Star Wars card for like 80 bucks or something. But, but think about it. This is just so we know directly here. Because I shared that information with, with you and a few of the guys. How many people now are selling cards that weren't before? A lot. And making money at it that we've just talked with. Yeah. So I, I feel not like, hey, pat on the back or whatever. But if I kept that to myself and like whatever... Uh, maybe you don't go to this Legoland Disneyland vacation. Maybe Brian, he, you know, ha- doesn't have that hobby and he's a little more stressed at home or, or whatever, you know. Maybe maybe Mike Painter has uh, a few more dollars in his wallet. I don't know. I don't know how you can get any more dollars in that wallet. <laughs> it's pretty tight. Can't hide money on that guy. Um, no, it's, it's just been really fun. It's, it's one of those things that um, you don't know until you try. Everybody, like, it's really funny. I saw this, um, you know, this this video of Elon Musk. He just had his 50th birthday party. Um, and there's certain people in the world that they're just different people in the world that have never existed. And it's kind of different now because... Well, you can say that everybody never existed. You're, you're right. That that are that impact the world that everybody knows about. Uh, I guess that's the way to put it. Because we all impact the world in our own certain way. Sure, but there's some people that are just... Yeah, yeah that'll go down in history books and you will learn about them. And, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those people. I mean, he's, I think today he's probably the richest person in the world. Um, he created different things that have changed the world. But he basically says education is what you make of it. You don't need to pay for a formal college education unless you want to. You can now learn anything that you want on the Internet and be very, you know. Successful. Yeah, yeah, successful. And and that's really what this is. Like, there is no playbook to selling things online. Like, yes, you can buy courses Yes, you can do things, but the reality is until you really start doing it, you'll never really know how to do it. you got to get your hands dirty a little bit. I, you know, you can say, well, this is how you change oil, or this is how you change a tire, yeah. this is how you plant corn, or you can watch a video about all that kind of thing, but until you actually get out there and kind of start hoeing the soil, and, you know, it's, it's, it's something you have to do. This is how you buy things at the yard sale, and this is how you put it for sale on the Internet. Okay, but... So you actually take the pictures, write a description, and then it sells, and you're like, wait, what just happened there? You know, you can read a book, this is how to do a push-up, but you ain't getting skinny by reading that book. No. I mean, you know, the knowledge is there. That's why I was saying, I think the last podcast we were talking about, there's a lot of people that have all the information, and they're just, like, afraid to kind of start, because I think we overthink things. I, I think we really do. It's like, well, analysis paralysis. What, what if I what if I get a basement full of crap, and I, it doesn't sell, or I can't sell it, or I decide I don't like it? Have a yard sale. Redonate it. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's just stuff. Throw it in the trash. Whatever. You set it out and say free, and I guarantee you'll have a lot of people come picking it you up. you got Christmas presents for the next... Sure, you're the weird guy that gives the used sweater for Christmas, but you got Christmas for the rest of your life. You, you do got a lot of things. So, I, I, I don't know. I guess that's kind of where we're going with... Is just learn. Matter of fact, 
you don't even have to give it to people you know. Just start wrapping presents around Christmas and leaving it on people's porches of your, you know, weird uh, things that you bought in the thrift store that didn't sell and then just save from Santa. You don't have to save from nothing. And, and boy, you'll get uh, talk going around the neighborhood. I mean, there's doorbell cameras and stuff now, so you'd have to pay a kid to dress up like an elf and do it for you, I guess, or something. But be creative. Yeah, there, there's no way for you to know things unless you try. And, and like I said, if you could have told me three years ago that your cool baseball card collection would make you... Because everybody, you know, you heard about that thing. Wow, I'm going to get this Honus Wagner card that didn't exist and it's a one-off. Like, we're not telling you to go and do this and you're going to become rich overnight. But we're telling you it's it's a hobby. You can turn it into a business. You can have a lot of fun doing it. And you can make enough money to pay for a vacation to go to California <laughs> if you do it right. And if you live in California, you can go on vacation to Utah for even cheaper. Yeah. And uh, we'll take you out to the Sizzler. We're still we gotta hit the trifecta. I haven't done a lot of thrift. We do need to do that. I was gonna bring that up. We need to pick a day, and uh, I know we had our, our golden ticket winners, and I don't want to rob them of their day because it's supposed to be a one on one, but it's been whatever. But I do think we should do a, a listener meet up, and we should probably pick like you know August or September. Give them a couple months out there. Uh, we'll go up to the trifecta store, maybe even October. I don't know. We just need to pick a day, and it'll probably have to be a Saturday for this guy to do it. But we go out there and. and and we can learn from each other, too, because that's the thing. We might be going through the store, and, hey, Adam's over looking for old, uh, you know, Raider jerseys, and I'm looking for magic spoons. And then we can come out and show, like, hey, this is what I got, and this is why I bought it, you know. And you can learn from each other and, and see who got the best deal. I think that would be a fun opportunity. Maybe, maybe what we do, because usually the, the games, the U games, are late on the Saturday night. We can, we can hit it up early, tailgate at the Trifector, maybe get a, a burger at the Parker's and, you know, hit the good part of Ogden. Have you ever been to uh, the Burger Bar? No. I will I will, uh, I will. throw this out there. If we do that, I, I will buy you a Burger Bar. You heard it, people. Uh, and uh, Derek uh, finally said he's going to open up his wallet. Our, our two golden... <laughs> breaking news sounder. Uh, our two golden ticket winners, if they want to come, I'll buy them. And uh, the fried mushrooms that are amazing. We, I actually, coming back from Idaho, I U-turned on the freeway. To go five miles back because we missed it. It's a good spot. Where is this at? It's it's in Roy, so it's right by where we're going. Is, is that is that the one that was on uh, the, the your buddy Guy Frietti show? It sure was. Okay, well, Trey's been wanting to go. Well, I ain't buying his. <laughs> one, I'll buy one Beasley's. <laughs> one entry per uh, If you want me to buy the kids, sure. <laughs> Be a little cheaper for me that way. I, I will tell you, the kid is uh, getting growing, growing. Yeah. He eats like a he eats a lot of food. Now, yeah, so. I, I'll let you pick. <laughs> I prefer if you shared. I mean, <laughs> that, I can cut it in half. That's the real, real Derek going out. Right I just there. got some dollar signs. I just, I just offered a couple golden ticket winners myself and Adam and or his kid. <laughs> oh boy, Derek, Derek, kind of puckered there. Yeah, I made him uh, gold the blooms <laughs> in this fire ship. No, but I think yeah, let's pick something. I, I don't know. I just think yeah, we need to have enough time that the listeners can, if they so choose, to come out. And if not, you know, uh, we'll still have a good time. So we need to do a couple fun things. Getting out is fun. Like I said, the world is opening up. I mean, hopefully, all of you and your family has remained safe. And and uh, it, it is still it's still weird. Still a lot of things. Yeah, it was still still adjusting back. And it'll be an adjustment, but. Uh, there's opportunities out there. Oh, there's, there is. There's always opportunities. And like maybe said. you're working from home now. You don't even have to go to the office, and you can be listing while you're working. There's there's opportunities there. There's so many hours in a day, and the question is, is what are you doing with all of your minutes in a day? Exactly. How productive are you being? Not as productive as I should be. I've, I've rediscovered, uh, I've, 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 I was tweeted out by uh, 
by the Canada Wendy's the other day. Uh, I've been watching Big Brother Canada edition and also The Amazing Race. I've decided that can- Canadian TV is better than oh, American. It's, way better. it's better than American TV. It, it, it's Mr. Kim would agree with you. Hundred percent. He's kind of what sold me over there. And then oh, I got yeah. I got looking into some of their reality shows, which are the same base as ours, but they're just a lot better. Oh. People act different. So if you have some free time, I'd, I'd uh, look into finding the uh, the Big Brother recent Canada edition uh, best best season of Big Brother that yeah, I've seen. I've never gotten into those shows. Yeah, well, maybe give them a try. The Amazing Race, your kid would love that. They go all around the, the country of the world, do things, geography. Well, wasn't our buddy the Iron Cowboy on there? I think he was. I I, I didn't look back at that. I probably voted him off. It was just recently. Oh, maybe it hasn't aired yet. Maybe it's the upcoming season. I know it's something new. It's so, it was going to be aired on Amazon Prime or Amazon TV. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many of them. Now. Oh, I forgot. Oh. Ah, sorry. Uh-oh. Sorry, uh, we know there's a very important listener out there who may have gave me something that I just remembered from the Iron Cowboy that I was supposed to bring in and I didn't do it. Oh, for me? Mm, kind of. What did you give me? Well, we didn't get you nothing, but oh, it was something that I think you'd enjoy. Oh, jeez. So, here in a couple of weeks, when I remember, oh, God. it will happen. Yeah, it'll be like 20, 30 by the time. Yeah, it might be. He's got all that. He's got to go home and count all can, the can I, can I tell you about this Ric Flair robe? <laughs> yes. Did you watch? Of so, course I so, so, Adam, I, I've told people that don't like wrestling at all that they should watch this show. It's amazing. Because uh, it is just like, uh, it, it, it is like... It's treasure hunt. Well, it's like Antiques Road Show, for, but it's wrestling. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's a treasure hunt. Uh, it's, a, it's on A&E. It's called, like, Wrestling Collectibles or something. On, on, on something treasures. On uh, Hidden Treasures or whatever. But they had the Ric Flair. This was, like, the uh, season-ending episode. Had our, our buddy Conrad was on there. And uh, basically, there was this robe that Ric Flair wore to the ring. If you don't know who Ric Flair was, he was all-time, one of the best wrestlers ever. Uh, if you can find his card, sell him. Sell him to me. Uh, but... <laughs> but here's the thing, and here's why I wanted to bring it up. He wore this robe, and he had a, a habit of just forgetting things because he might have had too fun of a night and uh, had to wake up the next morning and move along, maybe faster than he'd like, or maybe the people that he was spending time with decided to take some uh, souvenirs, and he, he lost a few items along the way. Do you think he ever called friends like randomly like 3 a.m. in a snowstorm saying, can you come pick me up by the church? I'm sure he did on more than one occasion. Uh, but... Uh, he had this this robe, and it was called the butterfly robe. It was black with, with butterflies custom-made, and it just disappeared for, like, over 20 years. It was gone. They knew the last place it appeared, and it had been gone, and uh, uh, Conrad, who's now his son-in-law, but was, like, a big collector, has been looking for this thing for years. He's been putting out his, you know, if you find it, I got cash money. This guy's a multimillionaire. He owns uh, mortgage companies, yeah. and so he has money. Ric Flair's been looking for it just because he's, it, he's wanted it. Uh, the WWE decided they wanted it. And so they got, like, all these people looking for this robe. And come to find out, it it went to a lost and found at a hotel. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the show, go back and watch it. It's still worth watching. And if you're a a treasure hunter, if you're a pirate, this is why I'm saying this. Just think about this. Think about the potential. Think about if you'd been the one that stumbled on this. It it went to a lost and found in the hotel, sat there for, for years or months. Somebody said, well, I'm taking that home. They took it home, put it in a trunk or in their, you know, house or whatever for 20 years. Figured out what they had, kind of, put it on eBay for like 10 grand. And they thought, oh, yeah, 10 grand. It sold within seconds. <laughs> within seconds it sold. The new owner that had it kind of knew what he had. And he wouldn't come on the show because of what he did <laughs> coming up here. He didn't want to be labeled the villain and have people hate him for life. So he finds out that these people want the item that he has. They contact him. 
he sends a representative to, to uh, represent him. Yeah, smart guy. Extremely smart. Kind of, except for he says, well, this is what I want for it. So, yeah. that, so they go through the process to get what he wants for it. And then he says, eh, $25,000. Like, okay. Uh, $45,000. Okay. And I think he upped up to like $60,000 or something. He was kind of holding them hostage. I didn't like, he kind of did him dirty there at the end. Like, just yeah. say what you want in the first negotiation. Anyways, he ended up taking his $10,000 robe purchase and he made, uh, he got a few more collectibles. He made easily over a hundred grand worth of profit on this thing from something that was left in the lost and found. Now, I always say there's famous people in your town, uh, go find their stuff that have either lived there or they've passed away, um, whatever. They might have had a storage unit, their grandkids might have a yard sale. Ric Flair came and wrestled in this town in the mid 90s and left something at the lost and found at a hotel. <laughs> that ended up being well over $100,000. He didn't live in this town. Yeah. So just think of what is out there if you kind of do some searching. Uh, now that's a homer. That's a grand slam. But on a, a lesser note... That's maybe, a Game 7 World Series walk-off homer. Right lesser now. note, though, maybe Michael Jordan left a warm-up jersey. Or maybe, you know, who knows, some shoes were left by Spud Webb that he signed and gave to the Make-A-Wish kid. Maybe Sean Kemp left a kid. You might be one of those. <laughs> you, might, you might be one of those kids. But there's, there, I mean, I'm going to have you on sports, but maybe, you know, uh, Mae West was heading through town and she signed a, a poster off the uh, off the movie picture show. You, you cracked yourself up there. <laughs> Adam's, uh, if you go back in uh, episodes that probably aren't there, you yeah. find out about Adam's mom's relationship with Sean Kim. <laughs> That's deep cut for, for the true pirates. Uh, me and Adam West. <laughs> Oh jeez! There's so many. But there's so many opportunities. There's people that work at uh, a lot of hotels. Celebrities will come through. Maybe rock bands and stuff. Uh, I received a girl I went to high school with. Um, was friends with uh, with uh, cousin Trent a little bit, and Metallica came to town. Um, this has been 20 years ago or so. Oh, came to Nephi? Well, uh, there's a Corn story about when Corn came to Nephi. No, they came. They came and they uh, toured Salt Lake. Okay. Right. And she worked at the venue where they played. And I think that's the me concert that me and Michael Payne went to. But anyways, ran into her, you know, a week or so later, and we were kind of talking. And she says, oh, yeah, you're a fan. You went? Yeah. And she said, here, here's some guitar picks they gave me. I have uh, Metallica guitar picks that were given to me from this this gal that worked with the venue that they they gave her. Don't know where they're at right now. Maybe I should go look for them and list them on eBay. It was kind of cool at the time, but now they're probably worth some money. Yeah. And uh, that happens a lot. The band Corner was pretty popular in the 90s, if you yes. remember, the early 2000s, somewhere in there. Uh, they're still touring and stuff. Uh, rumor has it, rumor and innuendo, they were, they were coming into town to, to Salt Lake City or wherever, and they stopped at, uh, they stopped at the, uh, Lisa, uh, it wasn't Lisa's Country Kitchen, no, I'm showing oh. that name. It was... Safari uh, Hotel? No, they stopped and they ate at Mickelson's. Oh, yeah. It's not there anymore, but... Uh, Rumor had it that they went in the bathroom, it was reeking of weed, and there's all these stories that came out about it. I don't know what's true or not true. It's fun, the urban it's legends. Come, the urban true. legends came out, but uh, one of the, the ladies that was serving them, the, the waitress, I guess you call them? That's what we call them. Is that what we call them? I don't remember what we called them back in the early 2000s. Um, anyways, she's like, oh, who are you guys? What's going on? You know, because you can kind of tell they're, them. They stuck out like They a stuck out like a sore thumb. They're in the middle of Utah and, like, you Literally. know. Rural Utah, and it's like, what's going on here? They rolled into the bus or whatever. And they said, oh, it's, you know, we're a band or, or whatever. And they, oh, what band are you? And they told her. And she's like, oh, my son's a fan, which I don't know if he was or not, but I remember the son got 
Um, I think they had backstage passes or something. They all they all autographed and said, "Hey, give this to your son," you know, something like that. So there's stories like that all the all the time. I want to have Waddy come back in and talk about his food fighter story. It's a good one. Uh, but I'm a Dave Grohl kind of guy. So so Waddy's got a pretty good story about that in wow. our in our ecclesiastical vacation. But uh, all I'm saying is there's opportunities out there and things like this happen all around the country, all around the world. And if you can find this kind of stuff, it, it's out, it sounds crazy to think that's out there. It's out there, and it, the people that have it might not be as attached or not know the monetary value or care, because it's like, okay, that's cool, but what's it going to do for me? Well, like you said, the same thing. Like This person got something, they didn't know what it was, and then they kind of found out what it was and said, I'll put it on the internet for $10,000, and somebody bought it within a second, and they're freaking out because they got $10,000 for nothing. Well, yeah. You know, and, and, and even to that point, you know, you can always say, well, I should have got more. I should have got more. You always have to look at how much did you pay for something. Nothing. If you, if I could say, Derek, you just have this. You paid nothing for it. I'm going to give you $10,000 right now. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And then if you're like, oh, you know what? I found out that later down the thing, it was a lot more and, and it was $100,000. Like, yeah, you could have, but you didn't. Like, you yeah. got $10,000 right there. And I, mean, I was talking to my wife about it. She likes watching that show with me. She doesn't necessarily like I like Adam's wife. Oh, no, she does not. Like she uh, she doesn't necessarily like the wrestling as as much or whatever. But she likes because it is like a treasure hunt oh, yeah. and cool stories and stuff that come out about it. But I said if I saw that on eBay, one I don't know if I'd have pulled the trigger. That like I know what it was worth. I kind of know what it was worth. But I'm like I, I, to myself. I'm like I don't know honestly if I would have bought that at ten grand or not. But had I. And I knew, like, I knew Conrad had been looking for it for a while. Because, you know, I'm kind of dialed in on some of these things. Yeah. I know what some of the collectors are after. And I said, you know what? I would have just said, I just want my house paid off. <laughs> that would be my price. Just, just pay off my house. Pay off my house. And if you want it, you get it. And if not, I'll be here until you want to pay off my house. Yeah, and true. uh And, uh, I, I, but there's, I think there's opportunities out there, that kind of thing. I mean, our buddy, we joke about it, but he owns uh, a Lexus that was owned by... The previous owner of the Utah Jazz's wife, who's now like the richest lady in the state. Yeah, she is. But you got the uh, the title there. It might be worth something down the road. I mean, who knows? There's things out there that uh, you just have to think a little bit. And I mean, you hold on to the car until that point. You say, "I lost my title, so you can get a new one and keep that one." I don't know. But there's there's rock bands always on tour. There's comedians always on tour. There's wrestlers always on tour. There's football, basketball. There's always it's something all, going on. There's art. There's plays. There's if if you look around, uh, here's another tip. I, I'm looking into game used merchandise because I think there's something more on. Uh, people like to wear their their stuff in the fan in the stands of yeah. their favorite player, or whatever. But even if it's not necessarily a big player, if it's actually played in a game, yeah. And I've, I've noticed a lot of collegiate type stuff. There seems to be people that get that stuff, and I don't know if they get it because they're friends with the athletic director. If they're the people that do the wash, if it just falls off the wagon, but I'm, I'm starting to kind of think I'm going to start buying some of this stuff, and you can frame it or, or whatever. Or you can probably get autographed depending on who it is. But there's there's a market out there, and no, we can't all go buy Michael Jordan uh, Game Seven used jerseys from the playoffs. But you can have a Morgan Scally graded card that no one else is going to have that somebody would probably pay me two hundred bucks for. But if you'd have bought that same card, and it, or the, the yeah. jersey from the card, said, hey, this is game-worn, it's from Morgan Scally. you know, frame. it's that's 500. I mean, that, that kind of opportunity is out there. And yeah. there's not there's not an area in the country or the world where there's not a local sporting team. Yeah. 
or a college team that has passionate fans, and even getting used shoes. I mean, I've sold Jerry Sloan's jock strap. I mean, there, there's just, there's just uh, if you got a, a little itching, you can find that, that scratch. <laughs> Speaking of the jock strap. Talcum powder. I, it's, a, it's a good thing we didn't take that sponsorship from the one guy. We'd be in real trouble with the drop you just had right there. I don't know. We probably should have. We've turned down some sponsors, though. I'm, I'm kind of second-guessing now, Adam. We've had a lot of opportunity there. but uh, You're right. Uh, but... but you you can you can't sell everything. You can only, you can only sell your soul to the devil so many times. And hey, he can't he can't own what he doesn't. He can't buy what he doesn't own. Something like that. Uh, he's got a golden fill. Too. You can't sell what you don't own. I don't know. I don't know either. Adam, it's about that time. It is. We've had a fun time opening some of this stuff up. Uh, I, this, hopefully, this is an evergreen episode. Like I said, this is just one example. Maybe so it's a never, evergreen or an evergreen. I don't know. It's one of those things. See, we we got it. We really we just taught ourselves. Derek's done a lot of it. Um, he taught me. And when you get other people involved, that you all kind of learn from each other. And now we're just making money, selling stuff on the internet, having a good time, and, and just enjoying uh, enjoying our, our uh, hobbies, making it a passion, and making money. Which means, Derek, there are. Well, there's two things in life that are for certain, Adam, and that would be the death piles and taxes.